top shelf fantasy. Did you feel the pressure? Single crack. Yeah, did you feel the pressure? No. I mean, if you screwed up, you screwed up. If you screwed up, you would have ruined the whole podcast. Yeah. It would have been over. We would have not done one tonight. That would have been it. We I would have had to have another beer. We would have had to bring in a replacement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you have to chug two beers. It's a whole thing. It's, TSF it's is currently problem. searching for another uh, voice. We, no, we're, we're just we're, a beer cracker. A beer cracker. <laughs> we just, just a beer need cracker. a beer cracker. The DBC, bro. Designated beer cracker. Uh... <laughs> Uh, well, you're drinking your leftover uh, October Fest. Yes. And uh, Dow's, Dow's to, has his. Uh, to be more accurate, it's not a leftover. Like, it wasn't left out. It's just yeah. one. He had a strike. No, le- yeah, it's a, I mean, le- it's, a leftover it's one been, from our last podcast. It's two been day, two days. Two days in the fridge. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. no, just in my mind, I was like, hey, just like he's finishing it from last time. <laughs> Half of a flat beer. It's, it was left it's out. A, <laughs> it's a bit warm. I actually found a way to reseal it so I could get the crack for this oh, episode. Perfect. Ugh. <laughs> oh. My headset is just messing with me today, so ignore all of my struggles. But, yeah, I'm back on the coffee grind. Cafe Mocha, Starbucks, triple shot espresso. 225 milligrams of caffeine. I got to do my start hits after I, this. Do you so. sleep? No. Starbucks is a pretty big company. We should probably, like, refrain from using them. We're not, they're not sponsoring us. We, we can, we can say names of products. Yeah, and honestly. What are they, what are they going to do? Yeah. Oh, TSF said our name. We're fucking great. Uh, well, honestly, no free ads, so I'm not going to say them again anyways. <laughs> Uh, I'm drinking uh, Nature's Promise spring water. Oh, yeah! I got to work after this. Yeah, that's my thing. So I'm trying to stay up with the uh, the coffee beverage because uh, I got to do my start sits. I got offers to write. I have a conference call with China. China, Vancouver. It's Vancouver. That was the that was the Red Jug joke back in the day. I don't know if you remember that. No, I think <laughs> walking that, walking around twice. That might have predated. I think that you. predates me. Yeah. Uh, that was a Baldy and Kyle thing. Uh, okay, Top Shelf Fantasy, TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Today is September 16th. I got that right, even though it says 13th. I don't know, whatever. Everybody's oh, going to yeah, hear this on, the, on, you know, whatever. Uh, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow will be the 17th. Math, how you doing? It's not the 166th. Uh, it's, a, it's 180. <laughs> We're all trying to fix it. We're just it, making it worse. It's, right. uh, it's a day in September. How about that? Uh, Thursday Night Football. Uh, podcast 158. Yeah, Thursday Night Football. Oh, there's another injury. Fantastic. Matt Ionitis. Defensive tackle. Uh, that's, that's a tough okay. one. He's a good player. Uh, New York Giants are beating Washington uh, football team, the Washington. Didn't didn't they say, uh, didn't they have like a list of names that they released that they were going to name, change they, their name to? They did it last year too, and they had a ton of good options. Red Hogs, though, is allegedly I like, leading. I like the Red Hogs. It, did, we talked to us before. If they get a Washington Red Hogs name approved, and we are the Red Dogs. I mean, first of all, that's so close. I mean, it's meant to be. There's no way you don't buy a Fitz Swagic jersey. Oh, gotta get, gotta get one. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably get that to you for your birthday. Just like Fitz Swag on <laughs> <Just> the back. <laughs> Custom made. <laughs> Number 69. <laughs> Hey-oh. Um, all right, what do we got? We get some news. We get start and sits, sleepers, dart throws of the week. Scotty doesn't have a dart throw. Oh, no. His is Anthony Miller. Scotty doesn't right. know. I just gave it up. Sorry, guys. Well, sorry, Scotty. Screw you. Up in Algonquin. Um, <laughs> Algonquin Roundtable. What was I just? What was I just saying? What were you just saying? Oh, we're talking about the Redskins name. Whatever. This game's gonna news. suck. Um, so yeah. anyway, so the news. Oh, the bets too. Hammered the under. I mean, you're not gonna get this before, but hopefully you did hammer the under. Well, yeah, that was that. Uh, actually, yeah. Let's start with. Uh, let's start with the. Um the burners bets from last week. So they went two for three. The only thing they didn't miss was the green Bay, uh, cover. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Um, 
It wasn't three and a half. Uh, it was, was it three and a half? And then the alternate was seven and a half. I think Something it was. Like, yeah, it was close to that. Um, so if, if you're into sports betting, you can head over to topshelffantasy.com and there are articles on there. Look for the book burners articles and they give you, you know, a handful of bets and they, they ended up hitting the under in the, oh Jesus, what was the game? And the Corey Davis catch uh, prop bet of three and a half total catches. I think he ended the day with like five or six or something like that. So it was, they smacked that. It was the Chargers in Washington. I it was Chargers in Washington under like 40 or something like that. And I'm they, pulling and it that up hit. right now. But 44 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. We should be prepared. Washington Chargers under 45 and a half. 45 Green and Bay was minus three and a half. And then Corey Davis, which... Uh, was over four and a half catches. Yeah. So they they ended up if you're if you're betting that you're plus three units, right? So if a hundred dollar better is plus three hundred right now, ten dollar better would be plus thirty. Right. So decent decent payout for week one if you follow the advice. Let's start. You know. And yeah. they're coming out with more tomorrow. Let's do it. I mean, if you just follow if you strictly follow the advice of the book burners for the course of the year, our goal is to have you plus ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty units. You know, if you make three grand on a season, good for you. Yeah. I would love to do that. I am a degenerate, though. I so typically like, lose I, yeah. <laughs> thousands of dollars each football season. Because I just see these prop bets, and I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like, that would, that would they're fun. coming out with all this stuff about how uh, the government wants to track your your uh, your account if it has more than 600 bucks in it. I was like, you are about to see a true degenerate, and I'm going to have like a written record of it somewhere on file at like the Washington State building. They're going to be like, this kid cannot stop betting 14 team parlays and he's never won one it's gonna problem they're gonna i'm gonna have somebody knock on my door and be like hi we're from gamblers anonymous would you like to sign up sir no no, like, no really off my property really what not, yes i do i want to find really what they're looking for is a tax bracket for parlays so if mm. it's like a three parlay then they're gonna add it at a certain Ooh. percentage of tax oh yeah <laughs> imagine that well that is I mean, then you just have to bet more in your parlay to cover the fees so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, before we get into the news, we'll get into some of the Listener League stuff so uh, so everybody who's participating in the Listener League can uh, know what's going on. For those of you not in it, uh, you missed your chance at some free TSF swag and a free uh, T. Higgins signed jersey, which is great. We almost ruined T. Higgins uh, week it's, one. It's week the TSF one. There's time. is bad. There's time. Well, no, I mean, he'll, he'll do fine, but I'm just talking about the injury because didn't he end up uh, leaving the game a little bit with, a, yeah, with an so, ankle or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. We were like, oh, the TSF no, curse. No, wasn't, wasn't an ankle. Off, he was carted off because he needed fluids. He got an IV oh, and came that's back. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, excuse me. Which is that. also scary, you know. To get to that level of dehydration in week one is, is bad, but um, I want to double back real quick on the Washington team names. Red Hogs, Defenders, Armada, Presidents, Brigade, Commanders, Red Wolves, and keeping the Washington football team are all on the table. I'm going with the Hogs. Armada sounds interesting. The Washington Armada. The Spanish Armada. 1412. <laughs> uh, all right. So correct. let's let's uh, let's talk about some listener uh, news. Uh, kicked uh, Hawaii NATO's ass. Uh, one ten to ninety six, all up and down. He made a great pickup, twelve fifty nine, right before the game's lock. Drops Ryan Fitzmagic, picks up Eli Mitchell. Wasn't enough to overcome the TSF domination squad, but you know, you get your best what shot. Is, what does he know? Yeah. So is he like from the future? Because he well, dropped a guy that's going on IR. So he was pulling a pretty veteran move. He had no defense and no kicker all week. And he just had extra guys on his on his bench, so he was dropping those guys off. He had two quarterbacks. Like he still had Aaron Rodgers, I think, at, at QB. Didn't work out for him, but he had another quarterback already. So Fitzwagic was just sitting on the bench. He's like, "Oh, let me grab you know um, the last second scratch of, of right. Trey Sermon." He probably goes, "Okay, let me grab Eli Mitchell." Guess right, it was probably Mitchell or, or Hasty. Nailed it. Didn't play yeah. him though. Didn't work out. 
Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised we don't do continuous waivers in that in that league. But whatever. Um, oh, there wasn't really any notable uh, pickups. I'm just kind of scrolling through some stuff. So yeah, so lucky for him, he gets Eli Mitchell right before the game. Uh, but he starts with a loss to the TSF team. We were the lowest scoring winners, so that kind of sucks. Uh, Ask any racer, any real racer. Doesn't matter if it's an inch or a mile. <laughs> wins, wins a win. win. Uh, the team X Blades, which is uh, what is that a play on? Uh, that's Puppin Pup Suds. Yeah, no, Puppin uh, Suds is the Brink. other team name. It's, it's from, from Brink. Brink. From yeah. Brink. But team Team X Blades was my team name yes, last year. So anybody yes, that did that is just a copycat. No, it's it's X Blades. Like oh, like Eckler's. Eckler's okay. blades. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's more better. Stupid. So he's leading the league 136 points, and then uh, all the way down the the cellar dwellers, our boy Robert Stone. Oh, Rob Stone. Tough, uh, tough break. He, he scored under 100, on 100 team, points. Uh, well, that I mean, hey, it's only one week. Yeah, I don't know if you want that. Uh, we ended up getting Tim Patrick for TP. a nice uh, eight buck, uh, eight buck fab bid. We actually tied. Team Mech Blades, which is Jeff from the Book Burners, for eight dollars because we had the higher waiver. Um, three teams, actually three teams bid eight dollars. This is pretty good. This is pretty funny. All that means is we're dialed in on value. Dialed in on value. Uh, actually, Rob Stone was one of the other guys who uh, bid eight bucks, but Rob Stone won the Mark Ingram bid. So maybe a little bit of help coming. Mark Ingram way. had twenty six carries. I mean, that's you can't scoff at that amount of work. No. Not at that amount of work. No, but they played. Jacksonville, who sucked, and he got 3.3 yards per carry. Not yeah. great. I don't think we're all fans of Mark Ingram for the rest of the season, but hey, you know what? It, it is what it is. Well, I tried to pick him uh, up in our dogs league, and Bob tied me with our bid with, of $2. Oh, and how was, what won. was the highest you saw on Elijah Mitchell? 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Okay, outside of that one, because that was stupid. 51 in my 51. other league. Yep. Yeah, 51 was what I saw. 33, someone put a wad down. Yeah. I mean, going 100 bucks is just straight up stupid. That yeah. means for the, for the rest of the year... Which we're one weekend, you have nothing to spend. Anybody that is targeting somebody and it looks like just you need them, only has to bid one dollar. Yeah, like that, you you've handcuffed yourself. I like you want to go big, fifty one, fine. I don't. I've done it. I've done it with Ty Johnson. Didn't work out at all. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Here's the thing, too. That was the podcast league, which I'm shocked about because the other bids after that was 162. 45, and I think we all pretty much said like 20s is probably about yeah. as high as we're going to go. 25, you didn't want to go too much because, again, Kyle Shanahan's Kyle Shanahan. You don't want to trust it. Um, and and here we go. The Niners claimed Trenton Cannon. Yep. So yeah. if you just put $100 down and, and carry on, excuse me. That was the other one. I forgot about that. Yep. Um, and if you just dropped $100 on Eli Mitchell, Trey Sermon sure as shit is going to be active next week. And now you got carry on Johnson who – I still think he's kind of a, you know a bit of a bum, but if he finds a role in there and and uh, and, and Kyle Shanahan starts playing three running backs again, there goes your budget. I made a joke earlier, but it makes perfect sense. He's he's an injury prone running back that can also run and catch, so he's a perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. he goes. Oh, I lost Tevin Coleman. Better go get Carryon Johnson, Trenton Cannon, like. And we saw Trenton Cannon play with the Ravens. I mean, he did not look anything special. It's not. It's no. not like he went out. Look great, and then the Ravens cut him because they signed all these other guys. And then you're like, "Oh, I gotta go get him. He's so good." They claimed him off waivers, so apparently they liked him. They didn't even wait for him to be a free agent to sign him. But right, and you figure like knows. you look at a guy like Trenton Cannon, and you say he's a free agent. Now, what's interesting is the Ravens cut him, and then uh, they elevate uh, Freeman. 
Devante yeah, Freeman. Uh, Devante oh, Freeman. Lord. And not, and not Lev Bell. Bell. So I don't know what's happening. In what world is Devontae Freeman more ready than Lev Bell to play football? There has to be a contract thing, right? From when you come from practice squad to the actual roster, there's got to be a contract. He should have already signed his contract you when he signed, came from free agency to... Not really if you're signed to the practice squad because it's just a week by so week. You if you're, if you're on the roster, it's a set amount. If you're a, a veteran, it's a set amount versus a, a rookie. Um, and it's actually fairly decent. If you're on the practice squad all year, you can still get around 100K. But there is a signing process if you're getting signed to the team. But it's still going to be somewhere around the vet minimum. If Lev Bell wanted to negotiate, that's fine. But he's not getting anywhere close to like a million. We're, we're talking right. under a million. Yeah, yeah. Like most of these are, are slotted as far as I'm concerned, like you yeah. are, you have this many years of NFL service. Like I want to pay you this much. And that's kind of just what it is. People just take it or leave it, you know? Yeah. And again, if Lev wants a big contract, go play for a team that's going to run the ball 60% of the time, shut your mouth and play. Like if, if he is having a contract dispute, I mean, we're kind of, this is mostly conjecture, but if that's what it is, you're stupid. You're stupid. And I need to tell you that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's selfish of him to, to, if, if that's the case, if it's a, because I refuse to believe that Devonte Freeman has more juice than Lev Bell. Right. No, I mean, yeah. and Craig, you had brought it up. I was like, I, was I refuse week, to bring up. Joke. Lev, right. It was la- on Tuesday. It was a joke. Yeah. And then here we are today with reality. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Um, all right. Well, let's stick with the. We'll stick with the Ravens. Uh, and then Greg Roman comes out and says, uh, "Don't read into Tyson being pulled. Um, the days of days of a, a number one work horse back are over." I mean, we were actually kind of chatting about this in the uh, in our um, Slack channel. I mean, in a couple of years, we're going to have to start doing like a quarter point a carry for some of these running backs to make them either that be or relevant. goes back to standard. Or it goes back to standard and you get rid of some of the uh, the points that you would get on a catch for a, a wide receiver. Um, now, I think Tyson is the best option in that backfield. I don't yes, think so, Devontae right. Freeman getting elevated means anything. I, I really think it's just more or less a depth thing. But who the hell knows? I mean, Lat looked like shit, so they could give the ball to Devontae Freeman. What, I don't think you should go out and pick up Devontae Freeman. What Freeman's specialty has always been is receiving. And so there's going to be a point in time where they realize, you know, Lat Murray can't catch. We all know that. Well, not there's a point in time that they realize. They, they'd they already know that. But Tyson Williams can't block, so they need a guy that can block and can catch in the, in the play at the same time. Well, you know, 20 plays, you know, whatever. It's not going to be 45. It's not going to be a starting running back share. But, you know, it does eat away from Tyson Williams. It's almost, it's almost like a backfield which we thought two running backs were going to be RB twos are higher this year is now not going to produce anything higher than an RB four. It just, it just kind of sucks. Yeah. Sucks. And, and I mean, honestly, the Greg Roman saying that to me, days of work, 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 horse backs are over is problematic for JK Dobbins when he eventually returns. Like he, he doesn't even view it through him. That's his entire lens of running backs is like, I'm not doing workhorse. That kind of sucks. When we, not we knew mention, he was going to like split with Gus, but not to mention the fact that J.K. Dobbins, yeah, it happened week uh, in the preseason. But, I mean, look at Saquon. He's getting edged in this year, and it's like week one and week two. I mean, J.K. Dobbins had a, a lot happen to his knee. He's going to have to be eased in on top of the mantra that you're not playing more than, you know, you're, you're playing multiple running backs. So you got that. You have Gus Edwards coming off of an injury. Who knows who's going to be on this team? I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in a big signing because of the early part of the year last next year. So there, there could be a real problem with this backfield for two plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, a name to consider Frank Gore. 
Yeah. I, would, I would love to see Frank Gore in a Greg so, Roman. So this I is what it is. About him. You sign Frank Gore. You draft his son. He's a sophomore in college. <laughs> now we've got it all put together. Who is that? Heineke is slinging the rock to Terry. I think it's Terry. Yeah, that's yeah. Terry. Heineke, oh, Heineke two great catches back Heineke to back. One for is, a touchdown. Heineke's a good quarterback. Like I know. It's like it's not. He's fun to watch. We were all like, ecstatic about Fitzmagic going there because of what we know he offers. Heineke, I think we all saw him play last year, and we're like, he needs a little bit of work. If he learned a bit from Fitz Swag in camp, I mean, this could be it. This could be the new. I mean, Swag could come I mean, back, he had, and he don't need him. The other thing too right. is it's the second year of the entire offense: yeah. offensive coordinator, head coach. You know, it was all new baby. last year, so you know you saw the step up for not comparing him to Baker Mayfield, but that's what happened with him: is that he had so many different coaches throughout his career. If Heineke is able to continue, you know, growing with the same organization, their yeah. their philosophy. You know, things are going to look look up for him. I we mean, saw it, a lot of the same with Ryan Tannehill. It happens. Russell Wilson came out of yeah. nowhere. Dak Prescott came out of nowhere. You know, like these things do happen. And he just threw the ball into a tight gap between a corner and a safety. Like perfect Beautiful timing. ball. The ball's a little behind him, but it's, it's a good Yeah, throw. I was going to say a little bit, but you know what? Yeah, tight uh, spiral. Scary, Terry, it's, it's great. <laughs> a tight spiral out there, guy. Uh, other news, OBJ is out uh, another week. Yeah. This is a little Problem. concerning, I think. This uh, is absolutely concerning. This is starting to look like it might be a four. AJ might Green. be come back week five. Oh, it's an AJ. Oh, that's not good. I don't it think it is. It couldn't possibly be because, honestly, I, I know that the... Um, it could be. I the mean, Bengals are be. stupid, but I don't yeah. think the Browns are... are the, new, the new organization of the Browns, I don't think, is dumb. Yeah. and Well, so, I do think it's Odell, right? At... Some level, they're being smart, saying, do not go play if you aren't ready. Like, right. there's there's no upside for you to go out there and just get re-hurt. I mean, that hurts you. It hurts us. It hurts the whole team. They know it's a 17-game season. Like, right. it's, it, it, this is somewhat of a marathon, and, and you have two players that showed up well in camp, Peoples-Jones yeah. and Schwartz. So, they're using that right now. They always, always run with Chubb and Hunt. So, yeah. what's the point in rushing the guy back right now? Right. Like, mm-hmm. when you're ready, come back. We'll use your fresh legs. But, I mean, but again, let's not. <laughs> it's not AJ Green. That still a cause for concern, though. I, mean, I yeah, I wouldn't feel good about it because I mean, if you start going into week three and he's there, I mean, when does the team start thinking about okay, maybe we should just shut him down for three weeks? You know. Well, here's the other. Thing. That, I mean, that was the problem with here's AJ Green was it just lingered and lingered and lingered and lingered, and they never pulled the trigger on it. Well, because uh, I don't know if it was his health or what the team was trying to do trade-wise, um, but if there is a certain situation where they are thinking they want to move on from OBJ, you're not going to put him out there while he's still 80% and not and showing look well like crap. Yeah. and look like crap. So they're going to wait for his 100%, maybe pops off, and then goes, guys, OBJ is back. Someone give me two first-round picks. <laughs> right. Um, you, want talk, you want to talk about Josh Jacobs? I mean, <laughs> he's just broken. He's Everything's wrong with him. Yeah. And we, we saw him hobble off the field five, six now, times. Now it makes sense why they brought it. Remember when I was like, okay, so before I go too far with mixing everything in, Josh Jacobs um, wasn't playing the week before week one, uh, and they brought in uh, on Johnson for a visit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was talk of trading for Lap Murray uh, before he was dropped. Um, there was someone else that they had signed, Peyton Barber. Yes. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Josh Jacobs not in practice. No reports of ankle injury or shoulder injury or torso, leg, body. Um, no talk of it. Now it makes sense. Yeah. But that's bad news. And we've heard. So we the first I really heard about his turf toe was on the Monday night broadcast. They're talking about it nonstop. And I was yeah. like, nobody's even mentioned to me that it was turfed out. They got a steel plate in his freaking shoe. Like, terrible. That's bad. Then he hobbles off. He's got a back injury. 
Then he's got a quad injury. Now he's got a knee injury, and they're saying it's toe and knee. I'm like, dude, this you, is this is a candidate for three week IR, right? And, and whether it's a it's a get fresh IR stint, like that's what you hope for. But turf toe can linger for six eight. It can linger for a oh, season. Oh, it'll, it'll linger the season. Yeah, I mean that was what one of Adrian Green's problems. Yep. Um, there there's a notion though that. This is just his career. This has been his career this entire time. He has always played hurt. He's played with the broken but he, shoulder. But he wasn't like this in uh, rookie year. He played Alabama. With the bro- no, but he only played one season in Alabama. That's true. And I mean, again, he's he's a tough son of a bitch. I mean, he goes out and guts Obviously, it out. He's he, tough. We saw what he did even on Monday night. Um, I mean, he he gutted it out. Or was it Sunday night? Whatever night it was. Um, he, you know, he went out and he played fine. He had a couple big runs, but. There's a limit to, to, to how much your yeah. toughness can overcome. Like physically, you will break down and you Could can't you, play anymore, no matter how tough you are. He was making some unreal uh, cuts yeah. uh, within like the tw- 15, 20 yard line, and if that's what he can do when his body is really falling apart, imagine what he could do if he was fully a hundred percent. Now, I think that happens maybe once this season. Like right. it has not shown up in his career that he's been full a hundred percent. And this is exactly why they signed Kenny Drake. And it's a very good thing. And in my experience with turf toe, I can't walk from my bed to the refrigerator, and he's out dodging defensive linemen and yeah. running for touchdowns. Yeah, he's, so, t- he's putting his toe in the turf, like the whole like turf toe. He's pushing it down into the ground and making hard cuts. Like that's got to be painful. Yeah, I mean it's it's unreal. Do we do we have another bug situation? No, it was a small Some little mosquito. fly. It just it bugged me. Okay, see what I did there. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll monitor that. Uh, Will Fuller was absent uh, from practice. Uh, Undis- after suspension, undisclosed reason. That's yeah. uh, per, yeah. could it be a no, family no thing. No PEDs. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what happened. he got called in by Goodell for a uh, <laughs> random drug screening. Uh, I mean, again, would, I mean, it, would it, we it is, think it's not? I mean, there's a really good shot it is. <laughs> that's my, that would be my guess. Dude, you know what? Okay, listen, Goodell's a fucking fraud. Okay, he's <laughs> he's suspending the guys for this, but he's giving Josh Gordon his like eighth reinstatement yeah. to the league. Like Josh Gordon, sack up, dude. Josh Gordon has to have something on Goodell. I don't oh, know what it is, but he's oh, got he's got him on insider trading or something. He's gotten high with Goodell, <laughs> right? He goes, yeah, you can suspend me, but then I'm telling everybody else that you smoked those weeds with me. (laughs) Remember that time Lil Collins had his gas mask on? Yeah. (laughs) Who took the picture, Goodell? (laughs) Laramie Tunsil. Oh, Laramie Tunsil. I thought it was Lyle Collins. We cannot be slandering the good name of Lyle Collins. I could have sworn it was Lyle Collins right before the draft. That was Laramie Tunsil. Uh, You know what? I'll, I'll fact check that. Yeah. We'll get the independent fact checkers we'll, on it. We'll run through the rest of these news real quick. Uh, well, if, Jex- I, if I type in Larry Mitutzel, the first thing on Google says mask. So I think that's it. It's probably strong case. <laughs> yeah, that's the picture. So Tunsil's the one with the uh, the weed mask getting high. Uh, Jets activated uh, Jameson Crowder from the COVID list. Not um, a huge deal. We all saw it coming, but yeah, important. Uh, but, but just I mean, it's, no. it's important for for I think Corey Davis. I think it's you know Corey Davis did well without him. But, you know, it's, I think it's going to help. I think it's going to help Zach Wilson. I think it could help the run game. Like, realistically, Jameson Crowder is the best wide receiver on this team, and that counts Corey Davis because of what he can do for the whole offense as Yeah, a whole. just remember, they they did lose, I mean, Mekhi Becton, I think, right? He's yep. now confirmed four to eight weeks or something like that. Yeah, something, something like that. that. So, Dis- dislocated knee and then surgery on top of it. So. You know, I'm sorry. Dislocated knee or hip. Yeah. <laughs> that should just... You should just be done. Yep. It, that sounds that terrible. Happened, so that happened to uh, Patrick Mahomes when he was on top of the pile a couple of years ago, and it was like a slow dislocate. Like he's on top of the pile, and someone like squeezed and pulled his kneecap down. He was back in two weeks. Yeah, but he's hobbling around. Remember? 
Yeah, he was hobbling around. He was also like 200 pounds yeah. lighter than Beckton. Yeah, he has, he has the benefit of <laughs> also true. not having to ram himself into defensive linemen repeatedly <laughs> all game long. But uh, the other thing about Crowder is he's a matchup nightmare for the Patriots that they're about to play. Like, they don't necessarily have the most speed at linebacker. And if he's in the slot, he's it matched up with these guys. probably be Van Noy, Mills, yeah. Duggar. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we don't take him for the survivor pool. <laughs> we'll probably still do that. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking the pass for survivor this week. Um, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, you know what's kind of funny about this? When I was watching the game Thursday night, I was like, "Holy shit!" Demarcus Lawrence is still in the fucking lead. Like this guy's he's, a monster. He's, really he's really very good. good, and he's he's never healthy. And he's never. not that old. Is the thing? He's like twenty nine, thirty. Is maybe? he really? No, I think he's younger than that. I think he's like twenty eight. Yeah, he's, I feel he's like he's been in the lead yeah. for a long time. But he, I, I don't know what year he came out. Twenty nine. He's twenty nine. So he, no April twenty eighth birthday. Missed me by three days. We could have been brothers. Could could have been brothers. <laughs> That's how that works. You didn't know. That? Oh uh, boy, yeah. But yeah, I mean, as far as what that matters, um, I mean, the Cowboys' defense kind of sucks anyway. But it just certainly but makes, it, doesn't make not, it better. Oh, you know what it'll do is uh, HBO star Kamara Azura Kamara Azura Kamara. No, we get to see him on the field. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna have to look this up. HBO uh, the hard uh, knocks. Hard knocks. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so Demarcus Lawrence goes down. That means, uh, and sorry, Randy Gregory also out with an injury. So oh. no edge rush whatsoever. Great. So that means the best defensive player in the draft is going to be playing the end. That's right. That's um, Michael Parsons, which I mean, you wanted him probably in coverage, but now you just have Jalen Smith and LVE in coverage, and then yep. Michael Parsons off the edge. Great, but he's undersized for the NFL to be an edge rusher right oh, now. Way too undersized. The guy ran a four three nine. Why are we putting him at the end? So the the. Upside for fantasy, let's circle back there to relevance, is the Cowboys are going to have to score 40 points a game to win. Yep. So, Zeke Elliott, probably not running all that much. Yeah. Hey, I, well, I mean, he should be he should be a pass-catching back. I, I will say we talked about this about Zeke uh, on Thursday. I can't remember if it was uh, or last week. I, I don't know if it was on the pot or not. He pass-blocked a lot. Yes. So, I mean, hopefully they can figure that out and they can get him out, out in space. But, like, he, he clearly belongs on the field. Uh, what you need is to flip the roles. Tony Pollard can go do pass pro, and then Zeke gets to catch the balls. But yeah, Zeke's such I a good pass Tony Pollard at wide receiver. Let's put it there. Well, that works yeah, I think, I think Tony Pollard is just like kind of a gadget guy. Uh, one guy not on the field, Evan Ingram. Um, you talk about a guy who's like never on the field uh, yeah. is Evan Ingram. So, so is Kyle Rudolph healthy? Kyle Rudolph's a year to cut pass. Okay, so he's, he's the one playing. All right. Who just got blown up? Janoris Jenkins? Uh, is that who? Adoree Jackson. Adoree Jackson. It's Janoris Jenkins, even in the he is, I believe he, he's a giant as well. Uh, I thought he, he was, was last year. Saints, yeah. and I thought he retired. I don't know why I know that. He's I don't know. Thirty-two years old, well. and he is a scoop on the Titans. On the Titans. Okay. All right. Well, hey, how you doing? How about that? But Evan Ingram, yeah, still battle injury, not playing tonight in Thursday night football. He missed Week One as well. Probably going to miss more time. He got banged up in that um, preseason game, making a diving catch for no apparent reason whatsoever. So. That's a situation to monitor because makes sense that the guy that couldn't catch last year tried to make a diving catch in preseason and yep. got hurt. And and I mean that's just another weapon away from Daniel Jones, who has looked fine in this game so far. I'll give him that. But Ooh, he's he's some bad overthrows. Yeah, but again, he's but. he's his accuracy is struggle. He's playing a fine, you know, uh, quarterback yeah. position for the NFL. Yep. But is I mean he's running the ball a lot when he when he can and when he needs to. And that's probably what he's going to have to do a lot this year with all the weapons they have on the field. They have to respect that. But if they're covered, I guess. Right. Don't jam it in and throw a pick. Take what you can. But 
That's not I mean, an NFL caliber quarterback. This could open up the door for Kyle Rudolph. We talked about it in Minnesota so many years that Kyle Rudolph will pop off for touchdowns every once in a while and could be a streaming option if Evan Ingram can't keep himself on the, you know. Do you think they bring the cheeseburger back man the back? The cheeseburger man. Ooh. Calvin Benjamin. Uh, yeah, tra- Calvin Benjamin. Yeah. You know, I would love to see that. <laughs> Just, I mean, quite realistically, though, like, your red zone target is probably Kyle Rudolph right now, and maybe Kenny Galladay as well. Um, yeah. Besides that, I mean, Kadarius Tony doesn't have the size to be a red zone target at yeah. this point, and probably doesn't have the route running skill in the NFL. Terry um, Slade and Sterling Shepard are Sterling not those Shepherd's guys. Sterling Shepard's a pretty good pass uh, or route runner. So he's a very good route runner, so he could probably do one of those inside out routes or whatever. But again, he's not a that, big body. He's not six two, six three. It's your boy McKissick. He just had a catch. Two away from the line that I didn't get to bet because I couldn't make it to New Hampshire. That would have been. I mean, it was still minus one hundred five. But yeah, uh, well, yeah, you put a thousand dollars on it, and then you make a thousand and five. That would be a thousand and fifty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so another point I want to point out was uh, Duke Johnson was released from the Jaguars, which kind of sucks because I had a little bit of hope that Duke Johnson will find the field with e- without ETN. So nah, they're just really my, like Carlos. Uh, and you, you yeah, texted us that earlier. My, uh, I couldn't tell if it was a typo or intentional, but you said Dukey Johnson, and I was Dukey like, yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect. That's, that's his. Uh, nickname on my dynasty team it's <laughs> a Freudian uh, big slip. old big old dookie uh so yeah so he got cut he's a guy that could latch on somewhere else though and i mean i keep saying this but he's 26 years old he's I a mean, good pass catcher he can he can pass bro the ravens are trying to put a pass catcher Devonte freeman out there so yeah. it's a good shot duke johnson gets there now yeah i just we'll, can't we'll imagine a guy like him can't latch on but apparently he couldn't even stick in jacksonville that needs running back so who knows i, I mean it, it's oh, also been you know he's perfect for uh kyle shanahan <laughs> oh, great yeah all right yeah. Okay. Starting sits. We we have like no drop for start. I don't think we've ever had a drop for starting sits. Well, get well, I'll have to think about it. Get creative. Uh, yeah. Well, you know how you doing? Uh, all right. I decided to go with tight up, ends. Get them up. Start them up. Uh. Well. Yeah. I actually I could probably figure something out. Um. I decided to go with tight ends in my waiver pickup. Cool. Uh. Jared Cook. So I actually had to bring the article up. So he's got Dallas. Uh, Kansas City and the Las Vegas Raiders. Dallas. <laughs> so this is even better if Demarcus Lawrence is out. And uh, who did you say the other one was? Gregory. Randy Gregory. And Randy Gregory's out, and that means that um, Parsons has to do pass rush, and you have no coverage linebackers. I'll take Jared Cook all day long. Yeah. Um. So he was a streaming option of mine. I like what he did. He had five catches last week for fifty-eight yards. Um, if the Chargers are going up against Dallas, there's a good chance Herbert's putting the ball in the air 50 times. And he should, I mean, he got eight targets last week. So five of eight, I mean, that's that's pretty solid. Of course, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to have his, or have theirs, excuse me. But there's no reason why Jared Cook shouldn't see another eight targets and turn it into the same kind of stat line and find the end zone. I mean, that's that's what you want with Jared Cook is to find the end zone. So... Uh, is that the ankle yep. uh, replay? Okay. Yeah, there's a oh, bad yeah, ankle injury. It was ankle. gross. Um, oh, hey. But yeah, I mean, Prescott. All your points are dead on. I mean, he's a, he started a streaming play, and he's probably a, a week in, week out, at least matchup base for a few weeks in a for, row. For three weeks, he, he looks good. Plenty so. of people that need tight ends. Um, After the draft, five people need tight ends. <laughs> uh, you want to go ahead with yours? Yeah, so I'm going to double down myself. Um, my buy low is Leonard Fournette. I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette to start this week. Um, it's fairly straightforward for me. It's a, a you know he's a flex play. You know, obviously right now there's a running back issue around the NFL in fantasy. There's a lot that have been hurt. Um, he's you know the consensus RB 33 on the week, so he's definitely on that line. But last week, you know, it was just pretty clear 
that he was the running back over Ronald Jones. He had a 64% snap share. And, you know, while Ronald Jones was talked about starting this week with Bruce Arians, I still don't, you know, see what a, a coach says really changing much, especially Arians. He's always, he's always lied. Um, so I really expect against Atlanta, who let up the second most rushing yards last week, um, to, you know, have another game where Leonard Fournette is, is easily involved. Um, again, just to reiterate, he had, you know, that one uh, bad pass giveaway, but he ended up coming back and getting five of seven in receiving work for the for the week last week. He had nine carries. It wasn't a, a stellar day, but he was also in a shootout with Dallas, whereas there's easily going to be a very high score on Tampa Bay's side, and Atlanta is sucking, so they're going to be using the running game a lot. So he's definitely going to be starting and getting a lot of carries. I'd say somewhere in that 15 range. Um, even if Ronald Jones were to get somewhere around, you know, six to 10, I, I still think they're going to have a lot more runs and it's, it's a long season. They know that, you know, some games are pass games, some games are run games and that this is going to be one of them. Yeah. My guy, uh, follows a lot of the same points you made, so I won't, I won't beat it to death too hard, but I'm picking Chase Edmonds as a start this week. I think, uh, might be a little bit more on the obvious side, but I sat him personally last week. I wasn't sure what the mix between him and James Conner was going to be. I think it's safe to say Chase Edmonds is the guy there like we thought for a while. But additionally, the matchup with um, Minnesota this week is very, very favorable. We watched what Joe Mixon did to them last week with 29 carries or 27 carries for 127 yards, a touchdown. If Chase Edmonds gets half that, I'm pretty happy. So pretty easy start this week. But you also look game flow-wise and you say, okay, well, Arizona's defense was fantastic last week against a very comparable team in the Titans to what the Vikings can do if they do the same exact thing and lock them up. Chase Edmonds and James Conner probably run the ball the entire second half. So, mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada bing. Who wants to take Scotty's? You? I'll take Scotty's and then I'll go into the sits and then you can take his uh, sit if you want. Uh, Scotty's starting Jamal Williams. Uh, Jamal Williams had a great game. I mean, we talked about this not too long ago. They're going to pass to those running backs. And Jamal Williams is a good uh, pass catching back. Plus, he gets Green Bay. Uh, who, I mean, they didn't cut him because his contract was up. They just kind of let him walk. Um, but there is an aspect of a revenge game. I'm sure that he wants to go out there and prove him that they probably should have given him a big contract. And they probably should have. Revenge game is like one of the most legit things in the NFL. I feel like we see it in, in the NFL more than any other, uh, you know, major sport. What's a revenge game for like a Frank or a Ryan Fitzpatrick look like? Like <laughs> the, the league, anytime league. he plays. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick like, ah, revenge game again. <laughs> I fucking hate these bastards. That's why he's so fired up all the time. <laughs> Uh, my sit is Kyle Pitts, and this is kind of why I was I was going back and forth. Uh, <gasps> I, I wanted to pick a tight end start and a tight end sit. I'm not saying cut Kyle Pitts. Uh, what I am saying is that Devin White is I'm really good at Kyle football Pitts right now. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, rookie tight ends usually don't work out. I'm in, joking. In I'm their, not in their in their first season in the NFL, I think Kyle Pitts might be on the different side of that. I think probably you know latter half of the season, he's going to start to figure it out. The linebacker, just the the Tampa Bay defense is really good. Matt Ryan looked like crap last week. He received eight targets, only hauled in four four of them. Uh, and even at that, his yardage was was pretty bad. Um, he was under eight yards a catch. Small sample size, say what you will. Rookie tight end going up against the Super Bowl winning defense in, in Tampa Bay. Devin White is probably going to knock him around. Um, fastest, I'm not... Fastest linebacker in the league. Devin White, not, Levante David. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. He, Devin White's the only one I know. They're not going to murder him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I'm not willing to allow my lineup to get hurt by Kyle Pitts when I could have the upside of a, of a Jared Cook. And that's, that's why I did tight end start, tight ends. Daniel Jones. Oh, good. It's a flag. Bring oh. it back. I got the under in this game in Washington to win. And Daniel so Jones is apparently freaking Michael Vick out here. What the hell? He just ran in. In terms of running, not dog abuse. It's got to (laughs) be. All right. We're not doing this again. Um, uh, There was a flag on the play. But anyway, so that's that's my sick. Craig, you you can go ahead and take yours. Yeah, so I do believe that it is coming back. I think I saw that there was an offensive. uh, uh, Ah, that's a hold. Ah, ah, whatever. That's Um, that's My sit is James Robinson. Um, James Robinson's the ECR RB27 uh, this week. So he... You know, is being talked about as you know a starter. Everyone also has mainly you know drafted him fairly high since Travis Etienne went down. Um, what is ECR? Expert consensus rank for uh, fantasy pros. That's just what uh, I looked it up. I was like, elastic container registry. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's <laughs> the elastic container registry. He's got he has, 27 he, elastics this week. Right, right. Well, no, I was gonna say he's on the 27th uh, conveyor belt. Um, but he had. Five carries to Carlos's height is nine. And as things are going on, we're starting to see that Urban Meyer may not be a very good NFL coach. And it's starting to seem like there's not much of this offense that there's something to hold on to other than Trevor Lawrence. You know, Marvin Jones is going to get his and Trevor Lawrence is going to pass. And it's almost going to even be difficult for them to pass against Denver, who, you know, they have an extremely good secondary um, they just drafted uh, one, of, one of the better corners in the uh, draft in pa- uh, Patrick Sartan, and they have Kyler Fuller, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons. So passing's not going to work. And Denver only allowed 60 rushing yards last week to Saquon Barkley himself, which is, granted, he's Saquon Barkley, but he probably already has that tight against Washington, which is obviously a better uh, rush defense. Um, so Denver obviously has brought something back. Von Miller's back on this defense. They didn't really show up much last year, but this defense has come back and you're looking at a kind of dysfunctional running back room and a dysfunctional coach right now. So I'm not trusting James Robinson this week at all. And I'm finding a way to, to get someone else in most likely if he's your RB two, it's going to be tough to find another running back to play. But if he's your flex, find a wide receiver that might have a bigger boom because Realistically, Robinson's ceiling is like ten. Points. Well, I mean, it's it, there's it's likely that you have James Robinson and Leonard Fournette on the same team, right? So yeah, sit for sit Robinson yeah, and put in there's Fournette. That option, yeah. And uh, if you and don't Saquon's have that at four for forty six right now, so he's having a good game. Uh, yeah, and there was a yeah, PI call that half. just brought him right to the end. Oh. Did they pick it was, the flag? It was, it was, oh, it was, it was oh, offensive, offensive pass, pass interference. interference. So, yeah. so, so, so just got an offensive PI call, and he dropped the ball. He should have caught. I mean, he should. Well, actually, yeah, I thought he should have caught it. We were looking at the same time. Yeah. I was like, ooh. Um, all right, my sit of the week, Corey Davis. I know we had a great game last week. Don't live in the past. Live in the present. He's playing the Patriots. They have great corners. They have great outside coverage. I know Stephon Gilmore's hurt, but guess what? They get J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones looked great last week. They've got linebackers who can play in coverage. I'm more worried about the tight end in this matchup, but I mean, additionally, the return of Jamison Crowder. I think Jamison Crowder takes a lot of the short work where Zach Wilson's going to look while Corey Davis will be downfield, intermediate routes, and Zach Wilson's going to struggle to get it there. I don't want to be the guy left holding my, I don't know, holding the ball, saying like, oh, I wish I didn't start Corey Davis. I knew he wasn't going to do this two weeks in a row. I really don't think he goes off for two touchdowns on six catches again. That's hard to replicate, especially against an improved defense of 
the Patriots over the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that could just, be some coverage sacks in that game. Just, just to add to that, too, Corey Davis is uh, in this offense for the Jets is the downfield threat. Yes. And it's, you know, it's not like he's burning, but he is also going beyond 20 yards. And J.C. Jackson has been ranked the top corner against deep balls in the last three years. Yeah, and he, he plays it clean. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you have a deep threat going against J.C. Jackson, it's a wash. Yeah. He's not getting fantasy points. Or the flip side is if Corey Davis's big body goes up and goes for a ball and he does draw a PI and doesn't catch the ball, cool, we move the ball 40 yards and you didn't get any fantasy points. And that's probably more than likely going to happen because I think you've seen the Patriots recently either play very, very clean or just take the penalty and not let a big catch happen. There's like no momentum on moving the ball down the field on a PI. So that's mine. Scotty sit of the week, Mike Davis. Probably similar to a lot of the other points we made about great defense matchups. He's playing Tampa Bay. They held Zeke, uh, Zeke Elliott to next to nothing. Mike Davis isn't Zeke Elliott. I don't know how They're much. They're going to be playing to... behind. It's, yeah. It's, just like... it's not going to be a favorable, favorable game flow for him. It's not a favorable matchup for him. He's not a favorable talent as opposed to Zeke Elliott. Sit him. I mean, I understand if you drafted him this year, probably based on where you drafted him, you might have to play him. But if you can avoid it for any of these guys that we've named, Leonard Fournette, Chase Adams, Jamal Williams, do so. Yep. I would agree. Uh, sleepers. Uh, I'm going with James White. Ooh, Jimmy. Wow. Jimmy uh, Sweetfeet. That was loud. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, Sweetfeet. Um, I noticed on one of my rosters in uh, the Red Dog League, I have all three of the Patriots running backs. Good. I have Damian Harris, James White, and J.J. Taylor. So I don't know why I decided this offense. But listen, Mac Jones seems to be a better passer than Cam Newton is. Um, and he's less reluctant to run the ball himself, right? A lot of times we were seeing with Cam Newton last year, he might drop back and then he tucks it and he runs with it as opposed to James White or James White, uh, Mac Jones finding James White in the flat, hitting James White. James White was also running in the slot, by the way. So take all of that and put it on top of the fact that Damian Harris fumbled the ball away uh, last week. Um, Ramondre Stevenson put the ball on the ground. There's an opportunity for James White to be on the field more often and if you don't have the Leonard Fournettes, if you don't have the Chase Edmonds or the Jamal Williams, you should be able to go and pick James White up in your free agency unless your league's like super deep or from New England. Yeah. Um, but you should be able to go ahead and pick him up and, and put him in the lineup this week at a flex spot. My buddy just texted me. He said, Daniel Jones greater than Lamar Jackson. Oh, <laughs> Danny Dimes. He probably has more rushing yards. Honestly. Um, we have, uh, Sammy Watkins for my sleep sleeper this week. Uh, week one, Sammy is healthy and is playing week two for the first time. And I don't know how long, but he is. And anything has told us when Sammy Watkins is healthy, he's going to do pretty well. Um, except in Kansas city, which somehow they only play with, uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Um, but he's playing against Kansas city this time. And there's going to be a high-scoring game. Obviously, there's a little bit of struggle on the running side right now. And Lamar Jackson did have a pretty good passing week last week. Sammy Watkins himself ended up having uh, four catches for eight targets and 96 yards. And he was realistically one tackle away on two different catches for a touchdown. So he is really starting to look pretty well. Um, he should be playing as the wide receiver one this week. Marquise Brown hasn't practiced. And even if Marquise Brown plays, it sounds as though that, you know, a full healthy Sammy is probably a better option. Um, you know, going up against the chiefs defense on top of the fact that the chiefs are going to be scoring a ton. 
Um, you're going to see a lot of work going in the air for the Ravens. And, you know, I, I really do feel like Sammy's a, a pretty good play uh, if you're really in a hot, hot spot. He's a lizard. He's a reptile. Yeah. So Sometimes I don't even think I'm human. I think I'm like a solar-powered reptilian being. <laughs> I'm so powerful. <laughs> what a tweet. I mean, dude, I, every time I see Sammy doing anything, I just think of that tweet, and I just go find it, and I look at it and just laugh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start him. I'm going to start saying that. What a catch. Who that? That oh, was Logan, Logan, Thomas. Logan Thomas. The new wow. LT. He's a quarterback and then a wide receiver, and now he's a tight end. Imagine that guy's a quarterback trying to tackle him in the freaking pocket. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, let me get into my sleeper. I got Kenneth Gainwell coming at you, um, much like Tom's point, but James White, 39% owned. Kenneth Gainwell, 35% owned in Yahoo leagues. I use Yahoo, first of all, instead of sleeper, because sleeper, I think, is dynasty-based. If you go in here, yep. Kenneth Gainwell is 94% rostered. Yeah, I don't think that's indicative of, of a redraft league. But as it is right now, half-point PPR, he's your RB21 after one week. That is somebody that I want to start. He's obviously involved in the offense. I will happily put him in in most lineups, if not all lineups. He's better than a flex play at RB21. That's a simple one. Boom. But he's barely owned. No, I, li- I like it. I think the kid's got... I think the kid's got some juice in his legs, and I I think the Eagles are happy to put him on. Yeah, the, I mean, nine, oh, he nine, just tripped. <laughs> Humphreys just tripped. Attaboy. Humphreys bobbled that's, the ball. That's Scott's and guy. And then he couldn't fall. But uh, Gainwell, though, <laughs> nine, nine, um, nine rushes, 37 yards, and a touchdown. Two, uh, Sorry, three targets, two catches, six yards. That's not special. But he also had a target. I mean, a touchdown called back. Like, he could be looking at a 17-point game and RB probably 14 on the week. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, he! I I see, I see this. I kept this quiet on air because I did not want this to be a take of mine because I was still unsure. But I didn't understand the love affair, and it, and now I do because he's electric. When I was grading him, it was evident that he was a very shifty. Uh, got that you know spin move down like he really is a talented running back. Is it too early to call him Darren Sproles? I think he could be better than that. I really do because yeah. I think he's bigger and you know, yeah. he yeah, has much bigger actually five, nine, 200. Yeah. It's not. And it's not like Miles Sanders is really a, a guy that it's, it's hard to, you know, surplant, but even so it doesn't matter. You know, they're coming from a guy with an offensive coordinator. I mean, the, the offensive coordinator for Indianapolis last year, who used Naeem Hines uh, is using Kenneth Gainwell this year as that role. And it is a good role to have. So, I, I I do agree. Now I'm starting. It's coming to light, and I, I do I do like the sleeper play. Let's go. All right, Scotty, what do you have? Oh, uh, Scotty's. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you guys, we got a uh, Brian Edwards <laughs> as uh, as my sleeper. Uh, I don't know when did, why. When did Scotty go to New York? <laughs> to New York? <laughs> Get a humongous <laughs> accent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scotty's uh, taking Brian Edwards because he's. Uh, you know, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, this uh, guy's drinking water. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna move on. Uh, Scotty's got Brian Edwards. See if he can carry over what he did uh, from his game in Week One. Uh, probably not, but sure. Well, I mean, the other thing was is that I just got. We gotta shit on Scotty when they once. passed. They used Brian Edwards, and yeah. he was you know outside of Darren Waller. And he almost had that touchdown at the end of the game. So I can absolutely see where he's coming from. I do like the Brian Edwards play. And, yeah. I mean, and he's another guy. We talked about him last uh, last podcast. He's an alpha wide receiver. Like mm-hmm. He's a big body. Uh, go and get it. And he started to run some actual routes. I mean, he's 6'3", 212. If he can add talented route running to that body, like I'm interested at least. 
I mean, he brought everything in. Interested in a it physical NFL standpoint, not personal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let him know. I'll slide in his DMs we'll later. Tweet, yeah, slide into his DMs. Careful. Uh, all right, let's get to dart throws. Uh, I'm taking Anthony Schwartz. I feel like nobody's talking about this kid. Ping. Okay. <laughs> Anthony Schwartz. Ping. Have a lollipop. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Schwartz is my dart throw. Uh, listen, Odell's out. I mean, this dude was stretching the field for Baker. I don't know what his stat line was, but I don't really care because we've taken a, a shot on a guy. This is who you want to take on. They're playing Houston. If he has one fifty-yard touchdown, I, this hits. So, yeah, you know, that's that's the dark throw logic. Mine is Cedric Wilson, uh, wide receiver three for the Cowboys this week with Mar- um, Michael Gallup out. I just think that with with a high over under and a wide receiver on the Cowboys, anything can go right. So that's a uh, that's my dart. All right, I'm riding with my guy Quez Watkins. Didn't have the week I expected out of him. He only had three point eight points on three catches on three targets, but he was on the field, thirty four snaps. I'll take that. I don't know. Maybe he goes for a touchdown this week. They you saw that the Eagles can run the ball. I guess I picked two Eagles. I didn't even realize that. We saw that they can run the ball. If the teams are going to key on that, they're playing San Fran. They just gave up 40 friggin' points or 33 points to the to the uh, feckless Lions. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm into it. Let's go, Quez. What's the definition of feckless? Pathetic. Loser. Oh, okay. Bitch boy. Let me give you the actual I don't. Definition. I don't know if that's true. Um, <laughs> bitch boy? Uh, um, it says that of a boy who is a bitch. Lacking, in, <laughs> lacking initiative or strength of character. <laughs> well, yeah. It sounds about right. Um, Scotty start throws Anthony Miller, his his love affair, his oh, love crush. Let me put my surprise uh, face on. Anthony Miller's. <laughs> oh, how you doing? All right, so uh, yeah, that's Scotty's uh, Scotty's start throw. I mean, it, it's fair though. But the question is, did he even play like any snaps for Houston last week? Uh, he, I don't even no, think he was active. He's, he's getting, active. Think was he's getting activated uh, okay. this week. Uh, speaking of the Texans, just funny. Uh, Danny Danny Amendola plays for them. Yes, he does. And like yeah. he, he was catching a, passes. Sco- news, news to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Didn't even know that. Uh, but yeah, Anthony Miller, Scotty's uh, dart throw. He's got to pick him once this year. So why not? Why not pick it in a high scoring matchup? Um, Midas Whale. Okay, well that's it. That's the podcast. That that's what we got. Start sits, sleepers, dart throws, some news. We talk about the listener league. I don't know. I don't know what else we got. We have full start and sit article going up onto the website. Probably tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night, something like that. We'll figure it out. We'll get it up there. It will be there for you to read while you're taking a shit. Yeah, certainly tomorrow uh, you before know? you start doing your stinker tinkers. Yeah, your stinker hey, tinkers. You find out that your there's feckless some stinker tinkers. <laughs> yeah, and you find out that there's some healthy scratches. You know, you can figure out what the hell you're supposed to do and put something else in. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I love that. That's and then we do it. we'll have burner picks up there for the degenerates. I kind of do want to have like a degenerate column where it's just like, we have no faith, but the value's there. So, like, bet, you know, 10 bucks on it and just see what happens. <laughs> Daz will love it. I'll put, I'll put up my weekly week. parlay. Yeah, I was just going to say Daz's weekly parlay of the week. Okay. I actually, I we'll actually have to work on the name. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it if you had, like, a parlay of the week. The like weekly Daz's psych- weekly parlay of the week. <laughs> week. Daz is going to, like, come week in two. with, like, ripped shirts and stuff week, in week, week 17. He's like, guys, I blew all my money on parlays. You made me do them every single week. I'm doing them anyway, so <laughs> do it for the content, baby. Um, and I, d- I don't know if we're going to be doing DraftKings um, values or not. I think we should. Yeah, uh, we haven't really gotten into the DraftKings space yet because we play I'm it not a big against each guy. other is the problem, and that's how yeah. we're going to have trouble doing because yeah. we don't all want 
everybody to know our guys, but we can give you a couple of value picks. I think I think that's right. what the. What well, you don't always have about. to. You, you don't always have to use those guys. Yeah, you, you, you can find other. Well, you I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. Stuff. This week, Hawkinson's going for fifty five hundred bucks. If you can have Hawkinson for fifty five hundred, and you want to even stack him with Jared Goff, who I think is going for fifty four hundred, like that's a win win well, for quarterback we'll, tight end off we'll, the rip. We'll have to do this, uh, and maybe we'll do this once I can figure this out. That will only be something that you can get if you are. Uh, subscribe to the website. So yeah. you need to be a registered user on the website to even we actually, see that. So. We have one of the burners who has historically done really deep dives on DFS, which is Jeff. Yeah. He, yeah. Has, he has done a lot of research on it. And he's so made a lot of that, money on it. And he has made a lot of money on it. And so if there is, uh, yeah, if there is that subscription, you know, we'll get his DFS plays because realistically he has done a very good job for a long time. Yeah. yeah, so just make sure you're subscribed to us on OnlyFans. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong plug. Um, just on, on TopShotFantasy.com. Hey, listen. <laughs> OnlyFans do doesn't it. do porn do. anymore. No, they uh, oh, they, they extended they, it. They, they did. Yeah, they did it. It was supposed to get shut down in October, but it's still there. You know who told me that? TikTok, because <laughs> a lot of those girls are on TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, it's, it's interesting. I am an accountant. That'll, <laughs> that'll do, Donkey. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, well, that's Podcast 158, Top Shelf Fantasy, TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay